Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I am Jake. Yes. And we are currently watching the Mystic Knights of Tierno, and this episode is entitled uh, The Mark of Destiny. Or, When the Bad Guys Get a Go-Kart. <laughs> That's it's, right, it's the it's the first appearance of an automobile in this Mystic show. Knight Rider. <laughs> uh, it might be my favorite episode so far, because there's the, a car. I really wish the car talked. Though it, it straight up looked like a Zamboni in some of the shots, but not all of the shots. Yeah, I, it was hard to tell exactly what it was. I should have looked up if there was a toy of it. What do they call it? A battle buggy or something? Sure. You just put bad guy battle car for Mystic Knights and something will come up, I'm sure. Yeah. Or not, because the show's kind of obscure. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up later. It's fine. Um, But we kind of buried the lead, but yeah, there's a magic car in this one. I feel like we unburied the lead. So yeah, this is supposed to be an episode about Lugod and uh, and Rowan and their relationship, but the car part's way more exciting. Yep, you know how Rowan had a birthmark and how important that was a long time ago. Well, apparently, um, as we'll find out later, birthmarks are genetic and not just a weird thing. What happens? Well, when they're magic, they're genetic. Sure, but because that birthmark linked him to the dragon. To the scroll, at the very least. Which made him Draganta, which leaked him to the dragon. I don't right? know if the dragon was incidental or not. Oh, it's just he happened to be the closest dragon? <laughs> Me? Maybe? I I don't know. But we open up on <laughs> Maeve's castle. She and Lugat are sparring with swords. You know how Lugat is known for his sword work and not with an axe like he has? Well, she's brushing him up on sword work because he's an axe man. Right, why would he need this specific skill? Because he he needs all the skills. He doesn't, though. He just needs to be able to throw people into brick walls and snap their necks. But maybe this is the rest of his training, because he's not quite finished being a man yet. Because he doesn't know how to sword fight. I, okay, sure. Because what did we decide the queen mom's name was? Or magic? Crow mom? Yeah. I I think it was Lipscomb? Nemain? Nemain? Yeah, Nimway. What did you say? Lipscomb? <laughs> That's not a thing. I mean, not in this. It's probably some weird thing that you understand. <laughs> I feel like it's a drug manufacturer. Oh. Um, or distributor? I don't know. Her name's... Uh, Nimway. It, it's Nimway, yeah. Uh, Nimain, right? N-E-M-A-I-N. Yeah. You s- You said it right, and I, the only way I can remember it is to say it wrong as Nimway. Oh, yeah, that's not it. It's Nimain. Right, but it's closer than Lipscomb was. Yes. Like, it starts with the same letter, at least. That's right. So, uh, Queen Mav is busting out a lot of acrobatic attacks and shit. Um, and she keeps hopping over She's Lugad. doing straight Power Ranger flips over the top of him. It's, yeah, it's rad. Um, it's hard to tell if it's the actress because the quality's so low and she's got her Joan of Arc headscarf thing on. You, From what I understand from the little bit of history I know from Saban... Is that they can't, they won't, not they can't afford uh, stunt doubles, they won't pay for them. No, they will. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, this, the when the Rangers morphed, those the actors were not in those costumes. What? 
But their voices are... You can hear them. <laughs> uh-huh. Actually, um, one of the... Like, they would get the stunt coordinator who would actually work on the Sentai. And he would come over and he would work with the same crew so that uh, the stunts were more coordinated. Oh, so they kind of matched? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I forget the gentleman's name. Probably Steven. I don't think so. I believe it was something in Japanese, but it could be Steven. Well, I don't like, know that it's Sky, not. It's the, it's the Japanese translation for Steven. Oh, okay. Jeez. I, d- I need to brush up on my Japanese. Uh, but eventually, Lugad kicks her and she falls down. And Miter's pretty happy about it. Yeah. Um, and Lugad says he's sorry and helps her up, showing a, a strange amount of restraint and awareness. Before, he was just super horny for battle. Um, He's growing as a person. We're watching his character arc before our eyes. And then they just continue. Super horny for battle. (laughs) They continue fighting. Um, Meanwhile, we jump over to uh, the village where Angus and Rowan live. Deirdre and Ivar are coming to collect them because there's more fighting to do. Um, They comment on how it stinks. And how everyone's gone, and that the only people brave enough to stay are Angus and Rowan. Yeah. And we go to their hut where Angus is just savaging some soup. It's it's weird how hard he's eating the soup. Uh, Rowan's gone, so here's what I imagine is he's eating Ang- or he's eating Rowan's dinner. <laughs> and he's trying to get it down before Rowan comes back. Yeah, so that's can, fair. So you can blame it on some stray dogs or something. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the herd of dogs and, and wild cats and, and a boar that ran through here. They ate your stew. <laughs> Um. Uh. So th- they come in and they realize that the stink is coming from this house. And it seems like the knights have their dragon daggers outside of their costumes now, because they're unless they're just carrying swords for for whatever reason now. I mean, it is like super battle time. I guess maybe it's just for protection. Actually, I think the dragon daggers have dragons on the pommel, and that just seems to be a regular sword. So I don't know, but they do look at the pot where. Angus has mixed his jambalaya or whatever. We see like a, a, a fish skeleton sticking out. Yeah, it's like fucking Heathcliff soup. Yeah, which whatever they act disgusted, but like it could be good soup. You don't know. I mean, also this is they the can't seven, afford to what, be picky. This is the 1600s or something like something like that. No food was good then. <laughs> Remember how England conquered the world just for spices? Yeah, because their <laughs> food didn't sucked. Have any, yeah. <laughs> And then they decided they didn't like any of them. And they went back to having beans on toast for breakfast. (laughs) Vinegar. Just (laughs) chugging vinegar. These chips are alright, but what if I ruin them with vinegar? Well, that sounds like a very effective way to ruin those chips. (laughs) What if I eat this greasy-ass food off of newspaper? (laughs) That way you can read it while you're eating. (laughs) You can see through it. I I lost the thread. What were we talking about? (laughs) Uh, I think we're recording episodes of The Simpsons. Right. The two Mystic Knights told Angus that he should come with and whatever. And Angus is a, is a polite host. He keeps offering them soup and he's trying to be nice about it. And they're just not having it. And then they flee. Or at least Deirdre goes to go find Rowan. Angus well, Angus eats the same way Ray eats at the beginning of The Force Awakens. <laughs> and she eats like someone who's never had to eat in front of another person. Like, and, like a savage. Wow, which I find extremely charming in her case. And I'm pretty indifferent towards here. <laughs> Yeah, so Angus and uh, Ivar are going to head back to the castle while uh, Deirdre wanders off and, like, wanders the football field to find Rowan. She, I don't, I think she says it here, but I know for sure Angus says it, or I mean, uh, I there's too many characters. 
Four? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ivar says it later that she is pretty sure she knows where to find Rowan, but she doesn't turn back up for a while. Like, we see Rowan a couple times before she tracks him down. <laughs> she just wanders onto set. <laughs> Which she kind of does later. Yep. <laughs> she just pops in. Maybe that's her mystic power. That's the power of air, Jake. You can just pop oh, in wherever. Yeah. Ooh, spooky! Uh, so we cut back to Tamra, where Lugad has gone back to his just having fun ways. And he's got two dudes over each shoulder, and then he just tosses them at other dudes. And Miter giggles uh, and is excited for what he just saw. And then Lugad says, now I'll do three of ya! And <laughs> fucking Maeve just pops in a door, holding a sword menacingly, and she yells at everybody to leave. Is it menacing? Because it looks uncomfortably to me. The it's way that, she's but it also, it. she's kind of pointing it in, a, in an aggressive way at Lugad. She looks like she's holding it the way, like, my mom would hold a sword. Like, she doesn't know what to do with it. Like, she's just waiting for you to take it back from her. (laughs) Yep. So she goes over to Miter, and Miter says something to the effect of, why don't you dip your sword in my my chalice? Um, And then that freaking chalice turns into Mary Poppins' bag. Yeah. (laughs) With green flames. Just like Mary Poppins' bag. Yep. Um, And she does that. And now the sword has magic purple on it. And Miter explains that if you take the sword and shove it into the ground on the battlefield, you'll get a magic weapon. It's a magic weapon with another magic weapon inside it. Which is kind of a cool uh, concept. Yeah. Until you find out what that magic weapon is. Well, disagree. I think it's pretty neat. I mean, it's dumb. It's, it's dumb very as hell, dumb. but it's a neat idea. I'm into it. Um, So... <laughs> The sword is so magic that uh, Maeve just holds it out, and it's very slowly on fishing line uh, drifts over to Lugad, who takes it. The the people who set up that fishing line are just thinking, God, we're watching this on a VHS rip that was digitized, <laughs> and uh, on a giant TV where everything's pixels. We couldn't see that fishing line if our life depended on it. Yeah. I mean, it just moved super awkwardly. Yeah. But Lugad seems excited to have a sword. So what about your, your squiggle axe, my man? Yeah, maybe he lost those in that cosmic universe. He didn't, because he has it later in the episode. All right, well, I'm out of ideas. Okay. So he waves it around, uh, not thrusting it into the ground like Miter said, and we see uh, a mystic vision of uh, the the go-kart, the Zamboni. It's really hard to get like a real... Uh frame of, of of scale like how big it actually is supposed to be i yeah especially here where it's just like in some like green fart gas <laughs> and they only show it very briefly yeah but even later and when there's like right guys away. near it it's still confusing it gets a very wide berth for cg reasons uh so we cut over to kells then the, uh the the troops are readying and ivar and angus have made it back the druid pops out to remind them that shit's going to go bad and we need all, everybody. And <laughs> they inform him, yeah, we don't know where they are, though. So, like, they'll, we're going to have to make do. They'll get to here. Don't you fret, old man. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we cut over to Tyrion to know where Rowan is talking to the Tiny King. Did it take him this long to get there or have they been having this conversation? I guess he's the been hanging time? out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, did he have to do several hours of small talk to get to this point? Because this is the first time we've seen him in this episode, right? Right. He was just gone when everybody else showed up, and Angus either 
cobbled together that jambalaya or had it brewing from the night before, but he he was you know, he was elbows deep in that soup. Um But Tiny King is sitting there on his thing and Rowan draws the mark of destiny in the dirt and he's like Lugat had this and I have it. What does this mean? <laughs> Tiny King's like, don't you get it? Yeah. He's hey, like, obviously I don't or I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I mean, this is something I called the moment that uh, Crow Mom implied that, that uh, this person was abducted and turned into Lugad. When you know it, it's it's Rowan's brother. His half-brother. And then the Tiny King explains the concept of half-brothers. Right. <laughs> Apparently, they share a mother. Rowan asks who the fathers were, and Tiny King's like, look, if I tell you that we won't have plots for the next three episodes. Yeah. So he doesn't tell him. Also, my running theory uh, for the last 10 to 15 minutes is that it's Maeve, is the mom. It seems like. Or maybe it's Deirdre somehow. (laughs) I mean, there's two women to choose from. Right. Logic hasn't really been a factor in any of this so far. (laughs) Why would we start now? Or maybe it's just like a spider or something. Um, Real sexy spider. Yeah, a drider. Um, that's a D and D monster. Okay, the is top half is a lady. Oh, bottom half is a spider. I was thinking of Black Arachnia from Beast Wars. That was the that was the sexiest robot spider with yeah. a with like a stereotypical Asian person haircut and needlessly large tits for a robot. Yeah, but sometimes robots need boobs. They don't, though. What would they need them <laughs> for? Missiles? I don't know, but that's the going to be the uh, title of your memoir, I think. Is <laughs> sometimes robots need boobs. <laughs> Look, if if the tits were like missiles, and the it was just the, the you know the the arc of the missile, that would be funny for me. <laughs> but like, there's no reason for a robot to have tits. Yeah, except for the reason you just said. So sometimes robots needs boobs. <laughs> Uh, in Machete Kills, the movie with Danny Trejo. Is it uh, the sequel to Machete? Yeah. Uh, Sofia Vergara is in it. She does a cameo. And she has, uh, if you can believe it, a corset or a bustier or something that has machine guns where her tits are. It's kind of, that, so do the fembots in yeah. Austin Powers. But did the fembots also have a dick cannon like she did? No, they were just go. robot ladies who tried to seduce Austin, but then he turned his... I think he successfully his, seduced his, him. His, well, they started to, and then he remembered he loves Vanessa Kensington, and he turns his mojo against them <laughs> and explodes their heads. I do remember that. Yeah. With his Union Jack underoos. <laughs> yes. We've gotten off topic. Well, uh, or right on top of it. <laughs> Indeed. We're talking about the um, the issues that plague the youth of today. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so Rowan has figured everything out. He asks Aideen to go get Lugad and lead him away so that he can talk to with him. And she does that. Um, I think Aideen's wings get louder every episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Or, or maybe I just finally noticed and it's all I can pay attention to now. That could be it also. But I feel like you have a lot of a uh, lot to say about how she tricks him here. It makes it bad. So... Lugad appears to be simple, as we've mentioned before. I don't like that at all. And she basically flies in and says to him, I don't know if Lugad has seen Aideen before. Oh, so this is like a new thing for him to chase? Right. 
and she just says, hey, do you want to see the wonders of the world? And she basically just lures this child into her van and leads him away. It's, uh, uh, I don't like it. She lures him away like she's Huck Finn talking on someone, <laughs> someone into going on a raft on the Mississippi with him. No, she talks to him like an adult tricking a child. It's the same thing, I think. Basically. He's practicing with the, the, the go-kart sword and he puts it down before he leaves. That's important. Yes. For plot stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's basically just like, come on, I got candy and shit. Let's let's go. Just replace candy with the word wonders. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Which, show you a real life boob. I don't know. I feel like at this time, just promising anyone anything but like oats and syphilis would <laughs> convince them to leave wherever they're at. Yeah. That's like everything weird. sucked at this point. Everything sucks right now. Yeah, but at least we have the internet. That's true. That way we know how much everything sucks. Right. And we've got like nine streaming services. There's all kinds of good stuff and all that. So, But uh, Tork comes to get Lugad because it's time for fighting. It's time for his bath. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get cleaned up before you go get stabby. Yeah. You want to know <laughs> whose blood is whose. <laughs> um, he doesn't find Lugad, but he does find the sword. So he picks it up and giggles to himself. He's like, well, I got it. I got this. Now I get to drive. <laughs> I'm sure I'll figure it out. This is um, uh, Torque's Days of Thunder. <laughs> so we cut to Pyre's Cave, which is where Rowan asked Aideen to lead him. Pyre's not in this episode, so don't get too excited. So it's a, Yeah, it's just like the foyer of Pyre's Cave. And it's so much better lit than it ever has been. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to hide the CGI of a dragon. I guess. Um, so Rowan just pops out of a crevice. I would even call Aideen it pop- just fucks right off. She's gone for the rest of the episode. Popping out implies that like, there's a quickness to it. He like <laughs> that casually strolls way. out of, yeah, his, his barely hidden, like he's just standing near an alcove and he's like, hello. <laughs> Didn't even hide his face. Yeah. He just comes out and Lugad uh, pretty immediately takes a swing at him. Rightfully so. Rowan's been trying to kill him for three episodes. Well, he did save him in the last one. Yeah, and also he's not trying to kill him. That's our problem. Yeah. So they have some fisticuffs. Rowan put down his sword. Lugad just wandered off without any weapons, which is strange. You don't need a weapon if you're going to see a wonder. (laughs) I mean, Aladdin and Jasmine saw all the wonders and were pretty okay until the end there. Yeah, without any weapons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They sang a damn song. Yeah. Eventually, Rowan pulls up his sleeve and is like, look, I got the mark that you got. And at that point, Deirdre shows up She also to hear him specifically say, we're brothers. She also walks on real casually. Everyone fucking enters super cash in this episode. <laughs> yeah, There's no sense of urgency. It's almost as though she didn't even notice the sounds of fighting yeah. and doesn't draw her weapon when she sees Lugad wailing on Rowan. There's no way she doesn't smell Lugad from at least 50 he feet away. probably stinks. You're right. He was in a basement eating dragon bones or whatever for a very long time. There's also a pretty good chance she could smell Rowan, too. Yeah, I like, guess she's probably used to that smell, though. She's gone nose blind to it. They hang out. <laughs> it's like, how hey, you don't notice my smell anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, you're polite. <laughs> <laughs> that is more likely. So, um, Rowan says, brothers don't fight. Brothers got a hug. Um, and Deirdre kind of agrees 
and this pisses off Lugad because he doesn't believe them and that Maeve is using him as a weapon. So mad to the point where he hammer fists a, a <laughs> tiny ball rock and it shatters in a laughable way. Uh, and then he hurt his paw. So Deirdre being the princess uh, pulls the thorn out of the lion's paw. She sure does. Through his thick leather gloves. <laughs> yep. Uh, she's like, oh, you hurt your hand. Let me look at it. And then she pulls out a, a, the ship of rock. Even though it was... Lugad's got fingers and shit. The reason the lion needed help was because he doesn't have a thumb. Yeah, but you sometimes you just can't get a sliver out of your own hand. You need... You know, especially if it's like your dominant hand that the sliver's in. I've never had that issue. I've always been able to get it. You got tiny little nimbly fingers. <laughs> Fair. That can get under your own skin. Some of us got just like real dense... Sausages. Round sausages, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm not afraid to just like cut the area around it with a knife to get it out. Well, yeah, yeah, you're just digging in there with a machete. That's <laughs> that's insanity. How else are you gonna get it out, Jake? You go to your wife and go. Uh, <laughs> I got that. You can go I, to my wife and I'd do that to, too. I'd have to drive 45 minutes to go up to Katie with my broken my, with my sliver and be like Katie at that point you might as well just go to your mom's house because she'll at least bake you something <laughs> as if she doesn't have something baked and ready you would walk in you. and she'd be like by the time we get the sliver out these cupcakes will be done <laughs> I know she's more of a cookie lady I, I bet she makes a mean cupcake too probably true it's been a minute since I've had her cupcakes but she does love making zucchini bread which everybody tells me is delicious. I'm indifferent to it because zucchini is gross to me. It's well, not gross, but it's nothing. Sky, it, it, you're not eating it because of the zucchini. It's the sugar and the and the <laughs> vanilla and all the other flavorings. You're not like, mm, you can really taste the zucchini. Yeah, but zucchini it shouldn't be in, in pastry and baked No, goods. it shouldn't, but it's so you can feel good about it. It's the same reason I can eat a whole carrot cake because it's vegetables. <laughs> Or, or a whole bag of chewy runts, because they're fruit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we cut <laughs> over you had to your a serving field. of fruit today? Yeah, I had, a, I had 12 fruit by the foots. <laughs> 12 counts. feet of fruit. <laughs> it's basically fruit leather. Yeah. But different. <laughs> it's cured with sugar. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Tamar troops are lined up. There's one guy who has a big, huge battle axe that I like. And Torque rides up on a horse and pops off it, and it, I think it's the unspookable horse because he, when he summons the go kart of doom, uh, no, it doesn't run away. That unspookable horse is the unsung hero of this show. <laughs> sure is. I don't like horses, but I like that horse. He's got a cool face armor. Yeah, it's great. What um, do you reckon his name is? Horsey. Is that his name in real life or his name in the show? Yes. Oh, it's both. Yep. Okay. Or Denton. I hope his name's Denton. His name is probably Denton in real life, and his name is Horsey. He plays Horsey. <laughs> so Torque takes the sword and he shoves it into the the ground, and I kind of half expected nothing to happen, but instead the go kart pops out. <laughs> instead, it happens exactly like it was supposed to. Right. But the sword explodes, so you don't have a sword anymore. I guess you ruin a perfectly good sword to get a car. Yeah. Or well, in that shot, it looked like a zamboni or a chariot. And then we get some terrible green screen of Torque in the car. And it. when we get a wide shot of it moving, it looks as though there is no way that Torque could see out of it. Yeah. Because it looks like there's just a big board in front of his face. But whatever. It does not move fast. Because <laughs> no. the 
uh, Tamra troops on foot are keeping pace with it with no problem. Yeah, but I guess if this is the first car ever, uh, it's moving incredibly fast. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's moving as fast as a wagon. It's really no different, except there's no horse dragging it. Denton needed the day off. <laughs> Good for him. He's taking time for himself. <laughs> yeah. Took a mental health day. He's like, you take the car. So we cut over to Castle Kells and the Mystic Knights who are there. The Mystic Knights who are there run in to see King Dad. And they're like, hey, th- there's more troop movement. And then somehow they already knew about the car. And they're like, there's a car out there. Yeah. I guess there's scouts somewhere around here. Um, m- more green screen of Torque yelling and quote-unquote deriving um it looks real bad yeah and then there's a sort of a green screen situation where the car's driving between the troops that's not great yeah it's got a lot of dead space in between itself and the other troops it's because they filmed the the guys running and they didn't know how big the thing they were going to put in there was (laughs) yep so if you get a good shot of it from the top right here Mm -hmm. in a second so it looks like maybe he can see because yeah because those things are the it's, it's like, like open down the middle, and it's guarded on the side, I guess. It's he, got an impossibly long trunk like the Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a wooden Batmobile. Um, the the, the Kells troops run up to the wall, and they notice that the Tamras are attacking. Attra- yep. Attacking. Um, and apparently, the, the go-kart can shoot magic missiles. But don't worry, they're only D4, so it only did, like, at max, 16 points of damage to the castle. Just enough to put little black marks on it, but right. not actually. It'll wash off in the rain. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, Ivar realizes that they need the Mystic Knights, and he says as much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's weird. And they and so some. I think Angus says, "Well, then we should put on our armor." Yeah. Uh, and every time they put on their damn armor, someone says, "We should put on our armor," like it's an idea that they just had, <laughs> as if it's not a thing we're all thinking the entire time. Yep. And I hate them for it. I like. That it always seems that somebody is surprised that they are the Mystic Knights. Like, yeah. We need the Mystic Knights. It looks this looks like a job for the Mystic Knights. So like, yeah, guys. That's why you're around. Yeah, they sound like that's why uh, the camera's following you. <laughs> they're trying to drum up press for the Mystic Knights. <laughs> like, whoa, don't you think this is their job for the Mystic Knights? I think so. Yeah, I agree. You guys you guys are right. X tree, X tree. Read all about it. Man can shoot rocks with a mace. So uh Ivar and uh the other one, Angus, uh, go to the parapets and they shoot magic down. But I guess the, the go-kart's extremely nimble. And yeah. And Torque weaves around it. Um, there is a small battalion of Kells guys outside and Torque tries to run them all over. And that leads him away from the fight. Meanwhile, more Tamar troops roll in with the trebuchet. I would say this is the first time I've actually seen... The Tamra attack this castle, and the Mystic Knights do what they should be doing. Correct. Where you just shoot magic from the top. Right. Because Angus is throwing rocks, and there's explosions on the ground, and it actually looks like they're trying to do their jobs for once. Right. Because as long as you don't let them kick down this easily kick-downable door, this <laughs> castle seems pretty easy to defend. Yeah. It has one entrance. The only way up is by ladders you can just push off. <laughs> Yeah, you got all your hot by, oil to yeah, dump on people. There is a lot of scenes of dudes dropping hot oil. Yeah. That is vicious. <laughs> it's the worst worst possible way to be repelled from a castle. Uh, what a f- fucking genius idea, though, if it's your, you're the one in the castle, though. 
What yeah. if I melted his skin off of his bones? Yeah, what if I... Because <laughs> it's so viscous, it's going to stay there and burn you longer. Yeah. They know what they're about. Yeah, they found the most effective way to murder people horrifically back then. Um, so, the like, we do get the standard reused castle siege stuff that we always see. But there are some new scenes cut in as well, which is neat. Um, eventually, the walls are breached. Angus throws a man 40 feet to his death. It's pretty neat. Ivor doesn't kill anyone as far as I know. Yeah, but we're not on him the whole time, so. That's, that's true. He did shoot a lot of electricity out of his trident. I'm sure somebody out there has at least second to third degree burns. Um, and eventually the, the, you know, they bring a battering ram up to the castle door and smash it open like they have every time they've come here. At least they had to put effort into it this time. Yeah, I guess. You didn't have to yell, why wasn't that locked? <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where <laughs> Catapult throws a rock, a very teeny rock. I mean, it's it, it would suck to get hit with it, but it's only like a foot in diameter. It's like the size of a throw pillow. Yeah, and it gets tossed over the wall, and it hits the ground, and two Kells guys just jump near it the one guy was at least close enough it looked kind of okay but the second guy is so far from it it's silly it's a the reacting as though it was an explosion of some sort like yeah. the, they were told that there's going to be an explosion it, they very well might have been but instead there's just a foam rubber rock that hits the ground <laughs> silly um i do like to see just there with there's tamar troops fighting on the stairs and one guy who's fighting for kells gets shoved into a window <laughs> it's pretty good and this then, battle lasts for a while. It does. Like King Dad finally comes and joins the battle, and he takes a swing at a guy's face with his sword. He says, oh shit, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know we were starting. Look, don't fight on a full colon. <laughs> if you get killed, you're going to shit yourself. I was in the vomitorium. <laughs> uh, so the fight continues. Eventually, Rowan and Deirdre make their way back to the castle. Um, it's clearly under siege. Rowan notices the car, and somehow Torque also notices them and shoots magic missile at them. Doesn't, like, hit, even though magic missile hits automatically. What are you doing, Torque? Also, it's really unclear how far they are from the castle. It doesn't matter. And, yeah, it, it never has up until this point. Why should it That's now? Right. But it, it still bothers me. And then Deidre says the magic, you know, we should call her armor. You should really put it on. Um, and then she immediately runs away, which she probably could have waited. Well, the, but I'm glad she put it on. Yeah. But she has the shittiest armor and she has the furthest to go. <laughs> but whatever. Um, Rowan runs over uh, to to fight the, the go-kart as he should. And we cut back to Castle Kells and we see everybody's fighting still. Uh, there's a lot of dudes taking turns trying to kill the king. If you just overwhelm him, it'd be done yeah he has the least amount of armor but then deirdre just materializes there and shoots some guys with her she doesn't it, she you see her run through the crowd because i thought she just popped up there um but she comes from a, from the side in an earlier shot and Ooh. runs over and then she pops up while she's fighting okay because i also thought that and i was about to say it and i was like oh wait no here she comes oh that's much less silly yeah so they, they show her at least arriving yep and angus throws a guy off the off of the castle wall presumably to his death uh and ivar and angus make their way down uh the stairs fighting and such 
Deirdre eventually gives up shooting her crossbow and grabs a sword. Hey, Deirdre, you could blow everybody out of the castle if you tried hard enough, but yeah, whatever. But they got to keep this battle going, so instead of actually fighting, they just give each other slight shoves every now and then. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to the field <laughs> where Rowan is fighting <laughs> Torque. In fighting the car. is a big word. Um, standing his ground against Torque. And for once, <laughs> I was expecting absolutely nothing to happen, but Rowan levels his sword at the car and says, I hope you like it hot or something like that, and shoots the car. And I, again, expected nothing to happen, just like it always happens with every time they attack something first. But nope, this <laughs> fire blast fucks that car right up. Yeah, it does. It like leaves the ground and spins around. <laughs> He does a solid, like, 1080. It's like hitting a, a shell in Mario Kart. Like. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, Torque looks very distressed as the car spins as, around. As he should. Yep. It finally comes to rest, and Rowan's like, well, shit, that was that was easy. All right. Uh, and then he battle furies. Or no, not Jungle Fury. That's a Power Rangers. Uh, battle Thunder? No, that was the name of the next season. I think it's right. Battle Fury. You're right. Yeah, Battle Fury. And he, luckily, he's got the fish cannon. He didn't leave it behind in Dormammu's realm. Um, so Torque shoots magic missile, and uh, Rowan just sh- shoots the fish cannon at it. So they're at a stalemate, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Um, which, which I guess, freaks out Torque. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't want to get shot with the fish cannon. Uh, so he just abandons the car and leaves. And Rowan's like, all right, well, I guess this car is mine now. Yeah. And apparently, Torque fucking off was the signal for every uh, Tamra troop to flee. I don't. Well, I felt like they were running by as he got out, so he just joined them. A couple of them were, but they weren't losing the fight. They weren't winning it, though. I mean, yeah, but that's their constant state. Lugad wasn't there to... That's the only thing that's keeping them winning, was Lugad, and he wasn't there. He was off being confused elsewhere. He's doing existential stuff. I guess. And then we get a shot of Rowan driving the battle car. Uh, don't know where it goes because in the next shot we're in the the throne room. I mean, I assume you put it in the stable at this point, right? That's I the... kind of hoped that it turned back into a sword. Oh way, yeah, that would be smart. That'd be way easier to park, and you could take it places yeah. and then just jam like it like a the Jetsons ground. briefcase. Exactly car. like the Jetsons is exactly what I was thinking. Um, so we're we're back in the throne room, um, and everybody's like, "Hey, we're we're doing better than we ever have before. We can keep this up, and we'll kill Maeve or whatever." We could do this for four or five more episodes. <laughs> Hopefully no new villain takes her place. <laughs> um, and Rowan's like, yeah, uh, but Lugad's my brother, so we got to figure that shit out. Um, we jump back to Castle Tamra. Maeve is very angry because Torque fucked up the whole thing and lost the battle wagon. Yeah. Um, she's also mad at Lugad for not being at the fight because even though Rowan went to join the battle Lugad didn't you went to get ice cream I guess <laughs> really think about things I just got some stuff to think about I mean Rowan already knew it so he had a time to process it you know that's true this was fresh information for Lugad <laughs> I guess um Lugad's like he said he was my brother and I think it's true and you don't fight your brother yeah and then which the civil war would tell us otherwise but all right yeah and then Mav's like, yeah, but did you hear that he called you dumb? 
I bet that makes you want to kill him. And Lugaz like, yeah, it does. He keeps recovering his his birthmark. Why why is that? You think? I don't know. Maybe it's if it's it's as as Achilles' heel. Ah, if he gets an arrow there, he'll just pop <laughs> like a balloon. Yeah. Um, I've summed up the scene too quickly. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's not much else that happens here, is there? Yeah, it's just more like Mev details all of the bullshit she's claiming Rowan said about him. Um, and that's pretty much it. So Lugad punches the wall of the castle, yelling that he uh, is gonna kill Rowan because reasons. I think I said this was a four-part saga, but I think this there's a fifth part next Seems episode. Seems like, because we're leaving this off. Yeah, I, w- I was wrong. It, maybe it's, maybe maybe Lugad is just going to finish out this season. Yeah, maybe. Or he'll turn out to be Garrett. That is possible, I suppose. Anything's possible. We haven't seen Garrett for a while. He's got that monkey man face. Um, But yeah, so it ends. Maybe that's Garrett's skull he's wearing as a hat. <laughs> Jake, what? What was the most turtle-rific part? <laughs> like I, I have mean, to ask. <laughs> like I'm not gonna say the goddamn car. <laughs> the car was the best part. There's nothing better than a car in an ancient Ireland <laughs> sort of situation, uh, ancient Ireland magic situation. It's true. Uh, and we we've been talking about motorcycles since the beginning, and we didn't get motorcycles, but this is close <laughs> enough to make me happy. <laughs> It delivered on a partial promise. Yes, that I made to myself. (laughs) Uh, I think it's also the car, but specifically when Rowan shoots it with fire and it just flips the fuck around. Like, the way it bounces off is just so cartoonish and wonderful. (laughs) It's preposterous. (laughs) It's the first time that's worked that well. I mean, we've seen so many things just take that on the chest and we've, nothing... Yeah, we've seen that sword shoot flesh and not <laughs> react like that. But, oh man, I guess it was a grass type. <laughs> That's a Pokemon joke, everyone. Yeah. I get that. Anyone listening to this gets that. <laughs> I bet. Uh, who was the most likable or effective character? Uh, um, can it be the car again? <laughs> sure. The Why car not? was cool as fuck. <laughs> it, was, it was rad. <laughs> it was a, it sure was. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Angus because he was a, a hospitable host, and he didn't screw anything up. And like he threw rocks at at the the Tamar troops, and they exploded, and that was pretty cool. I'm gonna give it to Angus's soup. <laughs> this cartoon fish skeleton. I'm pretty in sure it. it was a jambalaya because it had so much fish in it. Doesn't jambalaya have sausage in it? No, I can have fish in it. It's like shrimp and stuff. Jambalaya. I don't... I mean, you don't really get a fish soup, I don't think. <laughs> what about clam chowder? That's not a fish. Yeah, it's close it's enough. A mollusk. You're a mollusk. And it's also a chowder, not a soup. Chowder. <laughs> do we each do a one? I don't remember. I think so. I think we were both just excited about the damn car. Yeah, it's a pretty cool car. Actually, I, it's not it's even possible cool. to tell if it looked cool. It certainly didn't look cool, but it was a, a neat idea. I like a car trapped in a sword. That's it, kind of cool. It was a nice reprieve from the usual nonsense. Yeah. A totally different brand of nonsense. It, it's like them edging closer to having a Megazord. Yeah. We got four more episodes. Anything can happen. <laughs> well, maybe not a, like a 60-story tall Megazord, but maybe but like maybe. a, a three-story tall Megazord if they each get a battle wagon. Yeah. 
Um, and then like the, the dragon could be the middle part and could be like a dragon man. Like like Frogdor the Burninator. Exactly. Um, so what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Uh, not a whole lot. I watched a lot of Simpsons the last couple days. That's always nice. Uh, the dog gets me up too early on the weekend, so I <laughs> just turn on the Simpsons and I just sort of am in and out of that for several hours in the morning. And uh, I really enjoy that. You know, <laughs> you know the nice comfort of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Except uh, I'm edging co- closer and closer towards the not as great Simpsons, so it's not as comforting. Uh, also, uh, I watch Solo, and that's a good movie. It it's on Disney movie. Plus now, so I never have to stand up to watch another Star Wars movie. <laughs> just play it on any tv in the house from my phone and life is good that is nice yeah yeah i think that's it i didn't do a lot of reading or anything i don't i downloaded a few comics to read but i haven't gotten there yet neat well uh sky you you say stuff well i watched a bunch of movies um hulu suggested a movie called palm springs oh that's new it's supposed to be all right yeah, uh, with Andy Samberg. Yeah, and, and someone else, a girl. I don't remember the woman's name, the female lead, and it also has J.K. Simmons in it. I love J.K. Simmons. I don't particularly like Andy Samberg that much, um, but the, it was a good movie. It's basically Groundhog Day. Yeah, but different it's a time loop yeah. situation. Um, I enjoyed it. It was it was very good. Um, I won't give any details that weren't in the trailer but andy samberg is aware that he's in a time loop before the main question mark character um discovers that she's in a time loop um that's so he's worked out a lot of the details and such and that's that's literally all i know about it is that little part that was in the trailer well okay maybe i saw the trailer or maybe (laughs) i just saw a commercial for it i don't know uh trailers are commercials no trailers are long commercials and commercials (laughs) are short trailers you're a trailer uh, but it was very good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I also watched the movie Kung Fu League, finally. It was silly. Um, it's about a nerd who wants to talk to a girl, but he can't because he's a nerd. Um, and he wishes that the four legends of Kung Fu would come and help him. This, and this they is just, do. You're just describing your journal. <laughs> uh, and and there's the bad guy um, took a page from the Dead or Alive movie. And made some kung fu armor that makes him good at kung fu. It's silly. Wait, what's Dead or Alive? I was thinking Evil Dead, but that's different. Dead or Alive is a fighting video game. Um, oh, okay. That's why I didn't get it. It also has a beach volleyball version that has a lot of jiggle physics in it. Oh, I've heard of that. I just didn't know what that was. Yeah. Uh, but they also they released a movie with uh, Jamie Presley and Devin Nakoy and some other folks. And the crux of that was uh, tech sugging glasses that make you good at kung fu. Uh, and this movie was about that also. It was silly. Uh, I watched a couple other movies and I told myself to remember them and then I, I have forgotten them. Mm, that'll happen. Yeah. If they're not. Well, before you got here, I was like, fuck, I didn't watch anything. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> you spent two hours of your life watching Solo again. Like, <laughs> it'll be all right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that will probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, We will see you next week with whatever the next one is called. It's called The Queen Mother. Right. Which also ties into my theory that maybe Mav is uh, Rowan and Lugad's moms. Yeah, or Cruel Mom is their mom. Yeah. She maybe is a queen. Tiny King is their mom. It could be anybody. Maybe, maybe, 
Maybe the dragon's their mom. Wouldn't that be great? They're um, dragoons. You can follow, <laughs> can follow the show. I have failed pop culture with Noe at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. It, it alleges, or people allege that it helps people find the show. Uh, and I don't have any reason to not believe that. And remember, folks, demand a Patreon so we can start making pogs. <laughs> we did a lot of pog research last <laughs> last time. Indeed. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. Uh, so we'll see you guys next week. Defund the police. Black lives matter. And so do pogs. Mm. Not their lives, just pogs matter in general. I don't think they do at all. They matter in this instance. To who? To me and you, so we can have pogs with our faces on it that our friends have. (laughs) Stay frosty, everyone. (laughs) Pogs.